0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to All Things Elite. Before we get officially into this episode of All Things Elite, we want to, real quick, bring mention to the reports and the incident that was taking place uh, recently with um, AEW superstar Jeff Hardy. Um, Jeff was recently pulled over after a uh, wrestling meet, Ingrid, and he was arrested on a charge of DUI and having a suspended driver's license and it being his third Uh, DUI incident in I believe 10 years Um, and Tony Khan on Tuesday afternoon did put out a press release and I'll read through it real quick before I throw it over to my good buddy Floyd to give our thoughts on the situation Uh, Tony Khan put out on Tuesday on Twitter "Quote: We were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we will assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he is open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to SAMHSA's National Helpline, one 800 662 help 4357 4, and that was signed from Tony Khan um, yeah I'll, I'll quickly say this first Jeff is a legend in professional wrestling we've known about his demons for quite some time we really thought he was turning a better corner and it doesn't seem like that's the case right now um, this is a Very bad situation, and of course, like I, I I want the best for Jeff Hardy. I think he he's very much a man who needs help. Um, I him driving under the influence. It's a dangerous situation, not just for himself but for other people. That's the biggest thing. Is like like, God forbid something happened where Jeff got hurt or somebody else got hurt because of Jeff. Like no one wants that situation at all. I hope the best for him. I hope he can find peace and be able to get over this situation. This is a slightly similar situation that we had with Moxley where Moxley stepped away because he knew he had a problem, and Jeff is kind of being almost forced to be able to realize, hey, this is still an issue. We need to get this situated, and we need to get this fixed. Um, I really hope Jeff is able to find a way to work out of this because addiction is a very, very dangerous and hard thing to overcome, and I know he's been working through this and trying to overcome this for a very long time. Um, hopefully, sooner rather than later, he's able to do that before he gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt. And this is really the only uh, solution AEW could have done. So I will pass it off to Floyd, though. Of course, we'll get our thoughts out of this before we get into the full episode. Floyd, thoughts on Jeff Hardy?
1: Well, um, I, uh, one, friend, you know, Jeff Hardy's been a part of my life as a wrestler for, you know, over 20 something years. Uh, you know, uh, WWE, and a- a- you know, Impact, a- you know, and now AEW, uh, followed him, been around him everywhere as far as a wrestler. Always been the nicest guy in the world, but unfortunately, he is inflicted with this disease, which is addiction. And, and it sucks, and he's different times. He's, you know, had it under control, you know, battling. It always seems to come. Uh, but at this point, you know, Jeff's, you know, Jeff, his family, all those people, they got to have to work together to get this taken care of for, uh, you know, get this taken care of. And I just hope that he gets healthy. I hope that he gets sober, clean, and that, uh, and that he, uh, come, you know, if he's able to come back, if it's something that he decides to do, decides that he wants to do that he is able to come back and leave on his terms but most importantly i hope the man never drives again uh that's not not a big meanie or anything like that but at this point in time uh there seems to be a lack of decision making skills when it comes to whether he should drive or not and i just you know he's he's made good money probably shouldn't drive anymore that's
0: just a... Well, you're Jeff Hardy. You can get a drive from... You can get a ride from anybody. And Uber and Lyft are so prominent at this point. There's no reason that you should be driving under the influence under any circumstance. Yeah.
1: So, it's at this point, to me, it's like... At some point, you're just like... Okay. When it comes to this, you can't make the right decision. So, you know, let's just make it where this main... Just doesn't drive anymore. It's a privilege in the first place. I don't know. It's just... Um, Not a lot of people know this, this doesn't come up very often because uh, I had an older sister named Jermaine that was born before I was, and she was hidden by a drunk driver when she was five years old and passed away. So it is something I take very seriously. You know, it's not something I've done, you know what I mean? I'm not like saying I'm perfect. It's just, you know, with, with what my life experience is, the baggage comes with it. So I say, I'm like, Jeff, I want you to do it better and all that stuff. But no matter what happens, I really hope you don't ever drive again. But that's just me personally. Uh, I hope he gets better. Well wishes. All those things with Jeff and his family. And, yeah, well, we can move on to the show now.
0: Yeah, like I said, once again, our best wishes to Hardy and all the Hardy family. I hope that they're making sure Jeff's okay. And I hope Jeff is getting better. Um, addiction is a true disease and is really difficult to get over. And as we've known, Jeff's had issues with this in the past, and it was in, every, in pretty much every company he's been in. So I really hope that he's finding a way to get back to a cleaner lifestyle because I think it will do his health a lot better and his sanity a lot better. So Jeff Hardy, we all hope that you get better. And yes, we don't want a situation like this to happen again, but AEW was definitely in the right to make sure that They had him suspended only if he returned after getting treatment and maintaining him being sober. So it's a complete right decision. But that's what we have to say on the Jeff Hardy suspension news. Um, With that out of the way, we can get into this episode of All Things Elite. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is John Silver, lead recruiter of... The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite. Welcome to the 154th episode of Social Suplexes Podcast about AEW. With a proclivity for positivity, welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin. I am the host of this lovely show. And joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr., my man. You've had quite the eventful time recently. How are you doing? Dude,
1: uh, I am still on cloud nine. Uh, It is uh, literally six days... (laughs) After it happened, we are recording this on Thursday, June 16th. Uh, Dynamite's been over for uh, a few hours, but uh, I'm still on cloud nine. And yeah, that's how we're going to start this. Um, Yeah. So last week, uh, I'm going to catch you up. This will probably take, I'm going to try to keep it under 15 minutes, but it was such an epic weekend. I really do want to get everything in, so... Uh, last week, uh, June tenth was my birthday. Friday, June tenth. Well, my week started on Thursday, June ninth. I uh, flew. I got up and I got up in the morning and I flew from Oklahoma City to uh, Chicago Midway. So I was very happy. Uh, I was got up early. My wife uh, got up early to get me on the plane. Uh, and so when I got to Chicago um i you know chilling we were gonna go to albany well they had a situation where there were the plane was too full and they needed volunteers and i initially thought about doing it but i'm very you know weird about flying so if i can get to where i'm going i always take it so i actually ignored it and went on a plane and then we were on the plane. It's like, we really need volunteers. We need, we're going to give you four times what you paid for your flight. And four times what you paid for your uh, f- uh, flight, your one-way flight, if you take that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I'm about to get into Albany at 11 o'clock. Uh, my friend Dave, who's g- g- meeting me there, is busy. He's working all day. So I really have nothing to do. And then I heard why they wanted someone Well, there is a Little League uh, game in Albany. And d- the parents uh, bought their tickets six months in advance. but And they were able to check in themselves on tickets. But they can't check in their children because their children are under 18. So they got there. And they really needed to get in the flight that day because of the baseball tournament. So they needed two people so these two kids could get off. Once I heard that, I was like, "I'm out." You know, you know I'll 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 take the delay. I asked the day room, said, "Yes, we will get you to Albany tonight." So I was like, "Okay." I got off the plane, and I waited. So and the kid was able to get on. They thanked uh, the parents, thanked me. I was like, "That's awesome. I'm glad you could do it." Well, uh, I'm not gonna say exactly how much, but I was blessed with a crap ton of money like just a check for uh uh taking the later flight and i was very happy and this is another part i can tell uh where we're that so i had a situation at work where my check was at the beginning of the june uh was not right it was just not right (laughs) it was completely it was quite a bit short and I um, I don't, you know, try to really discuss my finances unless it's private and in private. But in this case, because my check was so short, it was going to affect my trip. It was like, I don't know how I'm going to make the trip. The reason being is I had just got from La- back from Las Vegas and spent money at Las Vegas. So it was a very much a pretty much worst case scenario. So I'd put out my birthday stuff and cash app and all that kind of stuff. And I have to tell you, I was overwhelmed by how many people came through for me and gave money and did whatever they could so I could you know, make the trip and do everything that I planned. Because it wasn't just about making the trip. It was about doing everything I had planned. I had a specific plan. So due to the generous birthday gifts I was given, I was able to pay for all of my hotel. I was able to pay for uh, the main piece which was a very nice bottle of tequila that i wanted to buy uh so i bought the nice bottle of tequila with uh the gift money that i got and and i was blessed i will i will tell anyone this um you know uh people you know you you're there for people and things like that and through life and it's and it's awesome, you know, when you're there for people, and it and it's and it's great. But sometimes, very rarely, you need help, and I was overwhelmed by the generosity of the people in my life that really came through for me. Then this day, I was lucky enough to have the thing that happened with Southwest Airlines. So that at that point, I was pretty flush. So. I was like, what am I going to do with a day in Chicago? It's Chicago, so it's awesome. I have AMC+. Plus. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but you pay one price per month, and you can go see pretty much as many movies as you want to. So I took uh, Uber to Chase, deposited my money, took Uber to White Castles because I have a affinity and love for White Castles. ate there. Ubered over, uh, saw the movies Top Gun Maverick, which I will tell anybody yes is a fantastic, spectacular, amazing movie. Uh, very rarely do I watch a movie and I immediately want to watch it back right after, and that's how it was <coughs> with Top Gun Maverick. I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to run it back, and then uh, I watched Bob's Burgers. Just because it was playing. And I then got back to the airport and flew into Albany. Uh, flew into Albany. My flight was actually, the late flight was delayed. But I got in about 1.30. Uh, got checked into the hotel. That kind of thing. So it is officially my birthday now. And what was to ensue on Friday, June tenth, two 2022 was the perfect day. I literally had the perfect day and it was when I say I had the perfect day, it made me really, um, it made me really appreciate baseball's perfect game, you know, because there's only been 30 perfect games in over a hundred years of baseball. Right. So that should tell you how rare that is. So when I say I had a perfect day, that is a day that nothing went wrong. I woke up in the morning. I went down to the gas station, had some breakfast, came back. Mr. Rosario John Grillo, one a uh, person I've become very, very close to is uh, in wrestling. He's a part of the tag team TSF. You might see me post about them every now and then. He said, I got you a surprise. I got you one more gift. Because they are one of the many people that uh, helped with my getting around. Uh, he sends me a video and I sent the video to Austin so Austin has seen it. and it is a birthday video from FTR, my favorite tag team, and they are telling me that you know they are very excited, they would wish me a happy birthday, and they were like, we were saying, we, we we were hoping we could see you, but we found out you're coming to see us. And they cut a video, and it was amazing. Wished me happy birthday. Ended it with fuck the bucks, which is okay. <laughs> uh, and that was beautiful. And so that's how my day started. Now, when I tell you it was a perfect day, any one of the things that happened to me would have made my birthday great. If I just let's say I stayed home and just got that video from the FTR, I would have said my birthday was amazing and awesome. But that was the first thing that happened. Uh, I, me and Dave went and got food, got some pizza, had chicken bacon ranch pizza for the first time, really good pizza. Okay, another another notch on the perfect day. Uh, we then drove. We uh, we were driving from Albany to Webster, Massachusetts, so we uh, drive, well, we stop a few times because, you know, we're not trying to rush there, Uh, we get into Webster around 4, find a diner, uh, uh, find a diner, we go in, uh, have some food, Philly cheesesteak, delicious, fried Oreos, delicious, everything we had was amazing, again, the perfect day is continuing so we uh i get a message from jackie we uh, uh jackie gargagas at jackie uh, at um jackie R- at the at love you make twenty four on twitter jackie the catalyst for everything uh, you will hear more about this in a moment uh we met up with jackie at the arena uh they were, we were standing in line I got the big bottle of Classe Azul tequila. You can Google that. It's Classe Azul Reposado. You can also go on the many videos that I put up of it. So, first of all, I get to see the bottle that they bought, and it's giant. I had no clue the bottle was this big. I was like, I just ordered what was online. I didn't know there was different sizes of it. So, apparently, I ordered the largest bottle that you could order of Classe Azul roughly retails between 150 and 200 dollars uh dave remembers the tequila uh we got all our stuff i got my belt uh we meet up with jackie we're standing in line we hug take pictures take pictures with the uh tequila it's a great time we get all checked in with our tickets we jump in ftr's line first uh we're about well five six away and they see us and they start smiling and i put up the the big bottle of tequila and Dax is pointing at me and he's very excited about this so we get up through the line and Dave gets to meet him he gets his uh, Bret Hart shirt with uh, uh, Dax and signs the shirt Uh, Jackie gets her hugs and her pictures and uh, she's with her brother Nate and then his girlfriend I believe that's what she was and so we're there and then they see me. And I, they come around. They get the tequila. They're like, good Lord. He's like, we're not checking back, so we're going to have to finish that tonight. He says, yeah. I was like, okay. You know, what we're going to do. Uh, so we uh, <laughs> we hug. We shake hands, all that stuff. We get our picture. And then Cash is like, so your birthday is today, right? And i was like, yeah. Today's the day. 41 years old. He stops me. Stops everybody and says, everybody, today <laughs> is this is Floyd Johnson. Today it's his birthday, and the video is my pinned at Floyd Johnson Jr. You can go see it right now. The video is pinned, and they have the whole room seeing me happy birthday led by one of my favorite wrestlers, Cash Wheeler. And Dax is over there just having a great time. And you can see I've just got this dumb smile on my face because I am just <laughs> – I am so happy. I don't even know what to do. Like, my body can't physically accept being as happy as I am.
0: I was dying watching that video. It was so funny.
1: Yes, because I am frozen in happiness. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do with my hands or my body. It's just, I'm happy. So, I just get serenaded on my birthday by my two favorite wrestlers and a group, a room full of people. Again. So this is the second thing. If this was the only thing that happened to me on my birthday, that would be an awesome birthday. But it's the second awesome thing that happened to me on my birthday. Again, perfect day. Get my pictures. Get me and Jackie finally get our pictures for. And it's one of my favorite pictures ever. Yeah, because Dax is holding the alcohol like it's a baby and has his head on the box. So, yeah, it's actually my new... Phone, uh, it's my new phone case. (laughs) If everyone knows, I tend to take favorite pictures I have of wrestlers and turn them into phone cases. Well, this picture with Dax hugging the tequila like it's the love of his life is my new phone case, and it was an amazing picture. And yeah, so you get that, and we're done. They were like, There was like, we have been told, Jackie, Miss Jackie Gregor, one of my best friends, an angel on earth had arranged for me to take a shot with FTR. And I was like, well, I figure you don't want to take a shot before the match. So, you know, what to do? You know, we'll do this later. He's like, they hang around the show. We're going to take a shot. You know, we got to get cleared out and we're going to take a shot. Right. We're going to do this. So then we get that. I meet Bret Hart. He signs my WWF double winged eagle. He's the only person I've ever had signed it. I didn't think I was going to ever have signed it. But Bret we go meet Arn. He does the gun thing and we take a picture together. And uh, Dave tells him, hey, I've met Arn several times and I've always told him he's my favorite wrestler. I kind of given up on it. You know, him remember me. But Dave was like, Yeah, this is your favorite wrestler. He's looked up for you your whole life, blah, blah, blah. Arn said thank you. We talked. He told me happy birthday. Got another happy birthday from literally my favorite wrestler of all time, Arn Anderson. So got a happy birthday from him. All these people are coming up to me at the show saying happy birthday. It's great. We watched the show. Uh, really good wrestling show. A indep- lot of independent talent. Uh, we got to see PCO versus uh, Pentagon, which was uh, as crazy as a match that you might imagine from me talking here. Uh, then uh, we got to see the last match FTR versus, excuse me, FTR with Bret Hart versus Brian Pillman Jr., Brock Anderson, so they're the son of the Horseman, with the Horseman, R. Anderson, in their corner at that. So they have their match. Uh, The ring was a little small, saw a few trips and all that kind of stuff, but it was still a very entertaining match. The match ended exactly like I thought it would end. Double sharpshooter, FTR, uh, had a double sharpshooter, and they both tapped out. Uh... Um, Dax cut in passion uh, I wouldn't even call it a promo speech it was a speech telling Brett how much he loved him how much he's his hero in life how much you know just and you heard the passion coming out and he teared up and they did the Bret Hart hand thing and it was just you could just tell that it was the night of Dax and Cash's life and you know they had their Bret Hart inspired gear on all that was great and we the, the, uh it closed, everybody started leaving. We just sat to the side didn't bother anybody didn't get in the way we uh Jackie sends the message to the boys to uh you know Jackie sends a message to them to let them know uh that uh we're there and they said, oh you know they had to do things they had to like Sign things, all that stuff, so we ended up waiting 30, it was like 45 minutes, so we're watching everything get taken down and go away, and we're like, oh God, so we start getting that point, and you know, people start getting nervous, I start I'm like, just calm down, I've done this before they they are doing hundred and fifty thousand things back there, and the thing is, they're doing 150 thousand things, we're only doing one thing, which is waiting, you know, so it seems like it's taking forever, but to them. They're doing so much, they're not even, you know, time. So 30 minutes later, get the reply. We're going to meet over at the side, which was good. We met over at the side. Had, you know, Dax has the tequila. Dave, Dave Finichel, my boy, comes through clutch, goes, gets cups. We got cups. We poured the shots out. Uh, Dax basically cuts me a promo telling me about my birthday, which is great. There is a video that exists. Not a lot of people are going to get to see it. Just put it that way. It is very much our moment for the people that were there. He he pours me a double shot. We take a shot of tequila. Uh, and then we shoot the shit for an hour. Like, about a, just an hour of them talking about what they love about wrestling. How wrestling makes them feel. How much. And, I mean, and Dax is super passionate. And Cash is passionate. Stuff that bothers them. Different other things that you will never get me to repeat because it was such a moment. But I will tell you, I have a shitty memory. Shitty. I always say that. I have a shitty memory. You can ask me what happened at pay-per-views that I was at, and I'm like, oh, that happened? I don't remember. I remember every word that was said in that hour. In the order, the cadence, everything that was said. Till this day, I can repeat that conversation verbatim and it was because th- that's it was me living in that moment in that special moment and yeah i had that moment that night we got a group picture you know cash is standing up dax is right there and we got a and you got me in a picture with the bottle they then said you got to keep the bottle we have the marker in my i had a marker in i always bring my own paint pens to everything I go to just in case the wrestlers don't have them. I've always prepared in this case preparation paid off because they signed the tequila bottle that we drank out of. And he then told me that him and Brett had taken shots from the bottle that I bought right to the point where the pitcher is immortalized on the behind the scenes of BTW wrestling. Of Dax and Bret Hart sharing a shot of tequila from my bottle. So I got Bret Hart I got a few drinks from Bret Hart. I, I provided alcohol to Brett to hit me in heart. Just think about that.
0: No one can take that away from you. no one can take that away from you.
1: It is immortalized. The bottle is in the picture, right? Then we got the picture and it's signed. Buy Dax and Cash. And they were just signing, let's fucking go. We love you. Thank you. All of this over the bottle. Again, I've recorded it and put it on there because there's so much on the bottle. So I have this one of one souvenir. That's it. I'm, I have the bottle of tequila. Like, somebody else could get a tequila sign. But can you say Bret Hart or Cash Wheeler and Dax Hart would drink out of that bottle with you? and then signed it. No. It's a one of one souvenir that I got on literally my literally one of one. So, to recap everything that happened. Video telling me happy birthday, singing me happy birthday, birthday shots, and then a one of one Class A azul bottle which are hand painted. I found out from Dax. And it is amazing tequila if you ever get a chance to try it definitely do it's amazing tequila it is my new birthday tradition every year june 10th till i die i will have a bottle of Class A azul tequila and i will take drinks from it with whoever i happen to be with that day because that is how much that moment meant so one of one gift video you know took shots that's all recorded got birthday serenade. Any of those four things, if one of those happened, it would have made my birthday amazing. That is how you have a perfect day.
0: With your favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so happy you got to experience something like that, dude. I'm like it's It's rare that a lot of people get to meet wrestlers or meet their favorite wrestler of all time. I mean, like I said, I never thought I'd be able to meet CM Punk, and I met him fucking three times before he returned to wrestling, um, which was crazy in itself. Um, And then you not only got to meet your favorite wrestlers again and have them sing happy birthday to you but you shared shots with them you shared a conversation with them for over an hour you got to re-meet one of your other favorites in Bret Hart and you got to meet up with Arn Anderson again y'all y'all shared drinks and that's that's a cool crazy moment for you and again it's I'm so glad that your birthday turned out to be amazing
1: it is that like I said um it's probably my favorite day ever. Uh, I even told my wife, who I married, which is pretty fucking awesome day. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 I was like, I don't know, I don't know, baby. <laughs> I think it's, this, a I think, it's a toss I think, up. It's a toss up. I think this might be one. Um, <laughs> it 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 was a perfect day. I wouldn't change anything about the day. Um, I I am internally grateful to Jackie Gregory. I guess um, like literally, I told her body part. You need a kidney, a piece of lung, <laughs> whatever the fuck you need, it's yours. You need someone dead. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't piss Jackie off. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Watch out. I, I, no, like um, Dax. Dax like literally went from being one of my favorite wrestlers to one of my heroes. Like the dude is so open about mental health and awareness and. It, His struggles with it. And he loves his wife and he loves his daughter so hard. And he's just so passionate. When people talk, when I talk about wrestling and things I love, everyone talks, says how I talk about it with like passion that you can hear how much I love it. And I don't, there's not a lot of people that match me when it comes to that. And I just, I heard it in his voice and everything he says, he means. And it's just, like I said, I went from, like, like, oh man, this is this guy, I really like the way this guy wrestles. Right? And I really like, you know, the way he cuts promos and all that stuff. So I really admire this human. This is yeah. a, a human that I, like, younger than me that I look up to because he lives his life with the type of passion that I feel like is the only way to live your life. You know? Yeah. And and Cash is the coolest person on human on the planet. He is just so effortlessly cool. And it's just... And I would love to hang around with him again because I I mean, I honestly don't think they got to know me because I'm so in awe of both of them. I'm so in awe <laughs> of my favorite tag team that hey, it's like, are you, you know, as much of me came out as I could, but it was just like, you know, it's like staring into the sun. You know, that kind right. of thing. And it's just like, it was just a great thing for me. I just came away just loving them as people, you know, and it's just, I think that's the best thing because you get all those people that say, never meet your heroes, never meet people that you look up to. And it's just like, dude, I did. And it was fucking awesome. It was, Man, it was everything big, you wanted it to be. I was everything I wanted to be. It like, dude, if they didn't like me, I wouldn't know because <laughs> they, <laughs> like, because they, they were just, as gracious and as I don't know how you can say cocky and humble at the same time I don't even know how that works but they were <laughs> so then uh the next day we drove me and Dave this is a lot faster so we can move on with the show we uh drove from Webster to um, uh, Beckley West Virginia for the battle in Beckley that's about a 10 hour drive they told me it was funny because they kind of made the joke that, hey, if we knew you were coming, we would have just rode with you, and I'm like, dude, you know, don't, 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 hey, don't, don't tease you. that. Don't tease me, because we will, cl- I will throw everything out of Dave's car, and make it, <laughs> okay, and make this happen. No, but no, so we made it there, we saw them. they, we, you know, hugged, watched them wrestle the American Wolves in what was an amazing tag team match, kind of chatted after, I was like, oh, we're going to get some breakfast, but Apparently they 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 could just drive home. They weren't you know they weren't very far from their home, so they went ahead and drove home. And then the last piece of the weekend, the peace, daily resistance, the cherry on top of this epic Sunday that will never be recreated again. Dax and Cash followed me on Twitter.
0: Hey.
1: Not, you know, I'm not like, oh, please follow me. I've never asked anyone to follow me, ever, (laughs) when it comes to, like, celebrities or whatever. Dax and Cash followed me on Twitter. That was, that was it. That was like, there's nothing more they could have done. No. (laughs) So people asked, was it everything you dreamed of? And I, I can end it this way. No, it was not everything I dreamed of. Because I don't dream that big. No. <laughs> it was four steps past anything I ever dreamed of. It was the perfect meeting with my favorite tag team. My number one, without a question, my favorite tag team ever. There is no more answers. There is no more, oh, you know, no. It's tax and cash. They have my loyalty Forever. Anything that happens to anyone, if they turn heel or whatever, you deserve what happens to you. Okay? <laughs> That's how it is. I was about to say, they, they decide to rob banks. I'm driving the car. No question <laughs> asked. That is just how it works. When it comes to those two men, they can pretty much ask me for anything. And I know they won't because they're already super rich and famous as they they had had no problem letting me know, which was awesome. No, but uh, no, it was it was perfect. It was. I hope you've heard in my voice how much I appreciate this. I don't take anything for this for granted. I will if they never acknowledge me or speak to me again, they've done everything and more than I could Ever asked for, yeah. And I'm like, shout out hey, FTR for everything. I was about to say, if, yeah, if this does not make you a fan of FTR, nothing will, because these men went above and beyond for me. And it was like, it was like, you know, they just know. I, you know, I, like I said, the first time I met them was at WrestleMania 31 Access, and I can go through the stories again. I'm not. I'm just saying, I have followed them for a long time. It's pretty much like before they really even debuted on NXT TV, I have followed them. And, man, this it's it's crazy. It's crazy how much you can love two men that, you know, you really had like three, four conversations with or whatever, real conversations with. And, yeah, I thank them. I, I thank them immensely on a level that I they will never understand. Cause, like I said, I never thought this could, that what could, could happen, and that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, oh. again, shout out to Dave Finischel. Uh, he he came through. He, we used his car, drove from Albany to Boston, Boston to West Virginia, and back to Albany. We spent twenty something hours in the car, thirty something hours together. Probably, you know he probably hates me a little bit and still loves me, you know, that kind of thing, (laughs) because we were that in each other's face. I'm like, we, we, you know, like, we were in a hotel, and it it was like, we were wrestlers, like, on the road for a weekend, you know, it was like, we were tired, and yeah, and I remember when we were in New York, heading to Albany, and we kind of look at each other, we had like an hour and a half left, and we were both like, I am done with today. We're like, we are done, you know, that kind of thing, and it was just, physically exhausted jackie man she 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 made the calls she made th- these messages she made it happen i i good lord i can't tell you how much i love that woman uh <laughs> and like yeah and it, she, yeah she's i mean she, yeah she can have anything anything my, my wife knows jackie jackie's it she's a made woman she i mean she's a she's a She's a boss in the Floyd Johnson family, she can ask me for anything, and she has it, and that was the weekend. I'm going to stop talking now. Austin,
0: cut me off. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, again, huge birthday week for Floyd. Crazy, absolutely wild stories that he's got. Um, it couldn't happen to a better person. I'm very happy he got to experience such great stuff, um, but... With all of his uh, wonderful stories uh, out of the way, and be sure to follow him on Twitter to be able to see the videos that have been popping up of him experiencing those great stuff with FTR. We got to get into AEW and all the news that we have for you. Apologies for not being on last week. Uh, Some things got into the way, but – We got to get into the show itself, but real quick, I got to do my little spiel. Make sure you guys continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts, and if you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platforms, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. You can leave a rating and a review, and if you're so inclined, you can leave a donation through our podcast provider, Red Circle. But the easiest way to support us is by following us on social media. At AT Elite Pod is our Twitter account, and at Social Suplex are the guys that make this show possible, so please check them out and all the other shows they have on their network. I am Matt Austin Sumowitz, S Z U M O W I C Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter, where you can see all the videos and pictures of him spending his week and his birthday with the best tag team in the world, F T R. Now, real quick, we have to mention because this was recently posted on social media, and this will be our last thing we talk about before we get into just Dynamite itself, which took place on the 15th of June. Um, Last week's Dynamite, which had a one-on-one match between Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir, had a little bit of controversy surrounding it. Now, the match itself was rough. It was very clear that it was just nothing was working and everything was just really rough. Um, there were claims during the match that Thunder Rosa was sandbagging Marina Shafir um, and basically not putting all of her weight in, helping for moves like a suplex or stuff along the lines of that. Um, and doing it purposefully um, those were spreading around for a while um, just after Dynamite went off the air however Thunder Rosa posted a picture on her Instagram and on her Twitter a uh, picture with her and Marina Shafir where they were breaking bread and Thunder Rosa put on her Twitter on, on her Twitter and her Insta the caption which said I'm pulling it up actually right now so give me one sl- 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 Quick second. Today we take responsibility and work on being better because at the end of the day we break bread. Two mothers navigating a world and where we both never ending where we're in where we're both never-ending learners. So there's no beef. They've very much patched it up. Whatever the situation was with that match, it was a shame the way that it happened, the way that it did, because at the end of the day. Thunder Rosa is an amazing AEW Women's Champion. Marina Shafir is very much working her way up the r- ranks and stuff like that and really trying to improve every single day. At the end of the day – I'm glad that there's no beef. I'm glad that there's no controversy surrounding it. I'm glad that everything's cool. Um, I will pass it off to Floyd, though, because I know we weren't able to talk about that match from last week's Dynamite. Um, thoughts on like what took place and the fact that everything seems to be on the mend with Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir.
1: So I thought the match was kind of ugly, but I just thought, you know, you know, maybe it was a timing chemistry issue, you know, that kind of thing. It's just like the things that happen in wrestling. I thought the end result, you know, with Thunder winning and then Marina uh, attacking her, I thought that was all like good. And then I thought it was leading to something then because she kind of rolled her up and I thought it was leading to, you know, them maybe having another match down the line. Like, I didn't think much of it until the stuff came out online. Um, that's why I was like, I think, you know, some things, you know, wrestlers are going to police on their own. You know what I mean? They're going to have a conversation, have a beer, in this case, break actual bread, and, you know, talk it out. They're they're grown-ass people, you know, that are at work. They're at a, in a very interesting business. They're going to handle it, and it seems like this situation was handled.
0: Yeah, and it definitely shows, too, that, like, a lot of these things um, should just be settled like that where it's like, doesn't have to get on social media. doesn't have to be out there for public people to be like going like, Oh, I think this is happening or I think this about this person. Cause then it just gets gross because the things that people would say uh, regarding the situation was gross. And if you said things in regards to Marina Shafir or Thunder Rosa, like derogatory or anything like that, you're gross. So, but I'm glad that everything's on the cool uh, end of the stick in that regard. But with that covered, we can get into AEW Dynamite Road Rager, which just ended a couple just last night. Um, so, of course, like as we said, we'll we'll mention some stuff that happened from Dynamite uh, the previous week, um, where we had, of course, Moxley face off against the winner of the Battle Royal, which was uh, won by Dante Martin. And that was a great match in itself. It was a good episode of AEW Dynamite where we also saw the debut of a brand-new championship, the All-Atlantic Championship, which we saw a qualifying match and a tournament match take place on this week's Dynamite. So we'll start off with the opening match for Road Rager to get everything underway. Hair versus Hair. The Wizard himself, Chris Jericho of the Jericho Appreciation Society, going one-on-one with his former Inner Circle buddy, Ortiz – William Regal was on commentary for this as well. Um, and this match was really, really, really good. Um, I thought, like, they did a great job of just making sure this crowd was just hype, which St. Louis was going nuts for pretty much the entire show. Um, there was a great kickout uh, uh, in this match that took place uh, where Eddie Kingston got in the ring during the massive scrum that happened outside between the Jericho Appreciation Society and basically the guys that, like, they beat the shit out of people with the, 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 the BCC and... Uh, the friends of uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie gets in, gets the spinning back fist onto Chris Jericho, and then just barely Jericho gets, kicks at it, too. And it was such a great kick out, such a great near fall. The crowd was hyped on it. However, once again, there was more interference on the outside that distracted Aubrey Edwards, distracted the referee. Fuego del Sol comes out, has a baseball bat, and knocks out Ortiz which gets Jericho the win, so Ortiz has to shave his head bald. Fuego goes over to the side and we with Jericho, and we realize that doesn't look exactly like Fuego. Unmasked. Fuego takes it off the mask, and it's Sammy freaking Guevara reuniting with his former Inner Circle member, and it's... Of course it is. The Spanish bastard himself, the Spanish god... Reunites with Chris Jericho. Lay sex gods are reunited. And then Ortiz gets a razor from the barber in the ring and then just says he's a man of his word, starts cutting his hair off in the ring. And Kingston then puts the mic to Ortiz's head or Ortiz's mouth as he's shaving. And he just is repeating blood and guts, blood and guts, blood and guts, like just while not even looking away from Jericho. Um, showing how much he wants to get his hands on him in that type of match. Um, And, yeah, it was a great moment. It continued to build up hype for Blood and Guts taking place in Detroit, freaking Michigan, which I'm so excited about. It's going to be incredible to be able to experience that live and in person. And this was a really good way to open up the show. Like I said, the crowd was into it. I thought that near fall that happened after Eddie got in the ring was such a great near fall. I wouldn't compare it to, like, say – I know the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw that kind of reaction to that near fall was uh, the end of an era match where Shawn Michaels super kicked Undertaker, Pedigree, and he still kicked out. But it was one of those things where it's like somebody interferes and you're like, that's the finish. And then it wasn't the finish. And it was like caught everybody off guard because Jericho literally kicked out at 2.9 like he was on Fire Pro. Uh, Really, really great stuff. Um, Absolutely
1: super emotional, that part. When he hit hit the fist, and um, he hit the fist, and Monkey, a.k.a. Ortiz, jumps on top of him, and he kicks out. I literally jumped out of my chair. Like, I knew that was the end of the match. I knew Jericho was getting shaved right then. And I jumped out of my chair because I was so excited at what happened. Then the baseball bat happens. I am... I am not a size expert, but I've met Fuego Del Sol several times. So it literally, when I saw that person, I was like, okay, that's not Fuego Del Sol. It's like 40 pounds heavier than Fuego Del Sol and taller. Yeah, so I figured it was Sammy. It was like, like immediately, I knew it wasn't Fuego. And it was, even how the mask was on, how loose it was, uh, t- uh, 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 fucking uh, Sammy Guevara does not have, uh, you know, like a a you know, future in mask because I was like, it was so loose. I was like, this is not Fuego. I, I mean, the announcer said it, but I never thought it was. So apparently, everyone went online and started going at Fuego, which is hilarious. <laughs> like he's tagged. I can't believe he did it. I can't believe they didn't even let it play out. They were going at him hard. And then, yeah, we saw it was Sammy Guevara, so, so, so Sammy Guevara, which I'm very happy because he's right where he is. Sammy Guevara is not—he is not a, he he had his moments as a face, but his long-term prospects is going to be as someone people hate, and yes. because of Tammy, uh, like Sammy and Tay, yeah, someone's gonna—they're gonna hate for a long time. He, mm-hmm. he is in his correct role with Chris Jericho and not being a good guy. And I really enjoyed this match. They took a match. High drama. High excitement. Had you on the edge of the seat. Lots of run-ins. Lots of violence. Freaking love Willa Yuta. Willa Uta slowly becoming in my top. Probably five as far as favorite people to watch. Because he wrestles with such intensity in everything that he does. It seems like it's, you know, when you talk about wrestling, you know, talk about the feelings and all that stuff. I always say I'm a feelings person over anything. Uh, he always makes you feel like he's trying to win. And when wrestling sometimes is, you know, getting into performances, it, you know, get to the next move, next to a move, you do da- always feels like he's trying to put the other guy away. And that's makes it fun to watch because the way he tells stories, you can't you don't know when the match is gonna end.
0: Yeah. No, and I I'm very happy to see Yuda back in AEW since he was in uh New Japan doing stuff. Um and yeah, this was a really good opener. We then moved on to the twenty on one class action handicap match between the plaintiffs hired by Smart Mark Sterling against Wardlow, which had a full-on like, court case intro with the plaintiff and the defendant. Uh, it's quite funny, I thought. Um, now, Tony Khan said in an interview, I believe, with Busted Open, that the way that Wardlow was winning the match was by pinning or submitting all 20 guards, all 20 security guards. Unfortunately, the ring announcer was not aware of that because as soon as they got no- three, like a couple of them got knocked off of the ring apron, she thought it was like battle royal rules. Wasn't the case. So they accidentally said that they were eliminated a bit too early. This was kind of a bit all over the place, honestly. It was fun to see Wardlow throw people around and stuff like that, but it was kind of sort of just kind of messy in my opinion and he, I, I i didn't like that he was never in real peril right and again it's more so like we're used to Warlobe like beating the crap out of people and not really having much uh, danger or anything like that um, and that's why like him being in matches with like um, with jobbers and stuff like that people still go nuts when he starts warming up the powerbomb symphony um, but like him piling up people and pinning them and stuff like that and, we're just, and like at the end of the day that's not how pinfalls work. Like, you didn't pin all of them. You pinned one guy. Yeah. Like, that's what you did.
1: And it's just the, the big thing with me. And this is this is talking about the fun. I'm trying to, to bring the fun. Because I was really looking forward to this match, right? And I know it was going to be ridiculous. But there was a way to make it not as ridiculous. First of all, you're fighting 20 people. You need at some point to be selling a little. You know what I mean? Be, it's, we're supposed to feel bad for you craft and wrestle twenty people. Not feel bad for the twenty people for happening to show up against you. And that's kinda what it turned out to be. It's a like, little oh, bit, yeah. yeah. And it's like and I kinda want to see a little more violence from him. You know, he has that thing where he puts the dude on the rope and then he throws him into his knee. It's one of my favorite moves that Warlow's done. And since he went Power Mom Symphony, he's kinda went away from that. I would've liked to see some of these twenty people take that knee and, you know, just like just see the snap in his face where he kind of just goes super crazy, ultra violent. And I just think that would have been more. But this was kind of a goofy little thing. I mean, it's fine. Wartlow's, yeah, well, Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. It was just goofy and kind of messy in the way that it was presented. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. It's just like he just could have came off way more violent and scary. You know, and it was just like I think I thought that was a missed opportunity there.
0: Right. And then after the match, uh, Wardlow had America's Top Teams, Dan Lambert and TNT champion Scorpio Sky calling him out in a skybox. And down on the floor, we had UFC's Matt Hughes and Tyrone Woodley in the come out into the ring and they were sent by Dan Lambert to take out Wardlow. And they're like, he, Wardlow goes, you guys are from St. Louis. So like, I know you guys are Midwestern boys like myself. So you're probably smarter than that to be able to be to taking orders from some rich guy in a skybox if you want to fight we can fight but something tells me we're cut from the same cloth and mark sterling is not happy that they're even trying to listen to wardlow for this type of advice war uh uh tyrone woodley gets shoved he does not like that so he throws mark sterling into wardlow who power bombs uh, Mark Sterling into the ground and then they interact and they shake hands and they hold each other's hands up high I will say this, Matt Hughes looked like he had no idea what the fuck he was doing in there, Woodley was a little bit more comfortable, him springboarding over the, ring, over the top rope and stuff like that he felt a lot more comfortable in this type of entertainment world and stuff like that, whereas Hughes just looked like deer in headlights a little bit, like you put him in an octagon with uh, mitts on he's ready to beat the shit out of somebody here he kinda of was just like mm, and like his face just had like permanent like deer face to me. Like I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm not insulting him. He's a man who could probably kill me. So I would not insult him like that. I'm just providing him the thoughts that I had.
1: I, it was a fun cameo appearance. Uh it it looked like uh I don't know how, how big of a wrestling fan Matt Hughes is, but it looked like he could wanna be anywhere else than That's what uh, I figured uh, too. Yeah, it's like Tyron Woodley, like, hey, I like this. This is fun. But yeah, and Matt's like, okay, why are we doing this? Okay, okay, why did already yeah. do this? But it's fine. It's fine because Matt Hughes loved him as an MMA fighter. Woodley was one of my favorite fighters during his prime. So I really love, uh, I really love that that we got that nice little you know cameo there.
0: Yeah, but we'll move over now to uh, talking about FTR. Dax Harwood in singles competition against the man who debuted on AEW Dynamite last week. We have Will goddamn motherfucking Osprey, who debuted with his fellow United Empire members and Aussie Open showing up and uh, Aaron Haran showing up as well. They were on Dynamite last week, and Will Ospreay had his singles debut in AEW on Rampage, where he was uh, um, in—actually, he was in tag team action, my apologies, where he lost to Rapungi Vice mainly. Um, And then, this is his singles debut against Dax Harwood. Um, This match was crazy good. I freaking love Will Ospreay. Um, He is so good, so, so athletic, and does insane stuff. Um, anytime I want to show somebody like how ri- insane wrestling can be with people who are athletic and just can do the crazy shit, I show them that match from Ricochet and Will Ospreay. It is so ridiculously nuts, the things that these guys do. I mean these guys wrestled in WCPW, springboard off of the ropes, broke the top rope still managed to land on their feet, stare at everything, and then hit each other with another move. Like, they have, they, both of them are incredible. And Dax and Will took each other to war in this match. Dax Harwood himself, but also with Cash, FTR themselves, might be having the best, like, year of their entire careers. The stuff that these guys have done in the past year plus and how unbelievably great they've been. Dax and Cash it's crazy how awesome and how amazing these guys have been doing since uh like they've joined AEW and not only that since they've been doing stuff with Ring of Honor and AAA and all the other stuff that they've been doing and being able to have Bret Hart in their corner like their favorite wrestler of all time and doing all this stuff like they're living the dream right now um and Dax was fighting super hard, but eventually he got hit with the os Cutter and Hidden Blade to the back of the head, and that would finish things off as Will Ospreay got his official first victory in AEW. And then United Emperor- Empire comes into the ring, beating up on Dax Harwood after the match is over. Cash Wheeler, uh, Rocky Romero, and Trent come down to the ring as Roppongi Vice come to join the fray and try to even up the odds. But then we had the returning healthy Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy as he strolls out to the ring. Everybody empties out except for Will Ospreay. And Ospreay and Orange Cassidy stare off until all the babyfaces, Rapungi Vice and Cash get in the ring with Trent, FTR and all of them. And they chase uh, Will Ospreay out of the ring. And it has been confirmed at Forbidden Door. We will be getting Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> I can't keep myself together. I'm so fucking excited for that match. It is going to be amazing.
1: Absolutely. Um, so let's first talk about the match. My boy, Dax the Axe against Will Ospreay, and they put on a banger. I mean, bell to bell, amazing. It was like they had a point to show that Will Osprey could fight. Cause that's what this match was. It was a fight, and it was a struggle, and it was Dax being one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler in the world. It was Will Ospreay being one of the best wrestlers, and not, or not the best wrestler in the world, and them putting on an amazing 15 minutes. I mean, like run it back. Can we put Dax in the G1? Just screw it. Uh, it was it was just a banger, and it's just like another impressive. Performance for both, but it just seems like it brought out, and you saw the other side of Will Ospreay the more violent physical side of uh, Will Ospreay. You got to see Dax be a little more agile, even using that top rope. Stay, I keep, hey, hey, safe and sound, feet on the ground, Dax, safe and sound, feet on the ground. Serious? No, but he even used the top ropes, that hidden blade, one of the best moves in wrestling, uh, Oz Cutter. I, you, you know, it was kind of cool because he reversed the oscutter twice, showing Dax as a thinking demand wrestler. Uh, it was the, the springboard powerbomb. Will hit his uh, sit his out powerbomb on him. It was just like this emotion because, and they got me a couple times, especially on the roll up. I was like, are they, is Dax going to beat Will Ospreay? And they got me on two of the false finishes with uh will and uh, will where i was like oh my god you know because you know dax dax has put on some really amazing matches but he generally loses i mean he's only beat cash this year i believe i think that's it am i right yeah i don't know i, I think so yeah, yeah he, i mean look he's possibly, a tag team wrestler. Yeah, yeah so and it was a really fun match hate that my boy took a shot to the head uh and it's like it's gonna set up something uh I was like, oh man, this is going to set up something for Forbidden Door as far as OC. So I thought we were going to get OC and the best friends and Rocky Romero against Will Ospreay, Ossie Open, and Aaron Hernandez. I thought that was going to be, that was like my first instinct. That's going to be uh, a forum for at uh, Forbidden Door. Uh, but yeah, they went with the singles Will Ospreay versus OC. Again, I keep telling people, and they was like, well, you think you're going to get all these banger singles matches? I think we might. I think we're going to get at least four to six singles matches in the dream match type of uh, area. And I'm looking forward to that. And then FTR versus anybody is a dream match because they're FTR. So I'm hoping to see them wrestle. And I just love what I, you know, you're going to see a lot of things unfold because they really only have two weeks to get this out. So not even two weeks. What What, what are we yeah. at now? Like 12 days?
0: If I, if I count everything up right now, yeah. So we're at uh, one, two, three, and then uh, plus seven. No, we're at 10 days. We're right at 10 right days. Now. So,
1: yeah, some stuff's going to get rushed out, and people are going to be like, man, we need more build. Well, we got 10 days, you know.
0: Well, plus also the build is the fact that it's AEW and New Japan yeah. putting on a show together. That's yeah. pretty much the build.
1: Yeah, we got some matches tonight, though. We got some matches yes. tonight, and I'm very happy with the card so far.
0: I am as well. Yeah. Um, but speaking again, of Forbidden Dax, you did amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He still killed it like yeah. he always does. Yeah. Um, we speaking of Forbidden Door, though. We had our face to face between John Moxley and. Hiroshi Tanahashi, who will be going head-to-head for the interim—I will repeat that because CM Punk is still your and my AEW World Champion—the interim AEW World Championship. They will be going face-to-face at Forbidden Door, but they had their first face-to-face on Dynamite here on Road Rager. Moxley talked about how he's been chasing Tanahashi for a very long time, and he's here in all his glory finally, and he said chased him across Japan on bullet trains. All of that work from day one with New Japan, New Japan's Strong, everything they've been doing, it's always been about Tanahashi. Because there are a lot of championships in this business, but there's only one man they call Ace, and that's him, but not for long. He deserves his respect as fans were chanting for Tanahashi. They're the man. He, he's the man. He calls Ace. They call Ace, but not for long. Because this is a fact, not a catchphrase. He tells uh, Tanahashi that he's the best professional wrestler on this planet. A lot of people are just pretending. I live it day in and night out. Uh, everything is on the line. He's everything he's given up for three plus years. He's been doing this in AEW. Everything that you are is going to be on the line because he plays for keeps. When the dust settles at Forbidden Door, you are going to call me ace and then Judas plays as Chris Jericho comes out yet again interrupts Moxley Sammy Guevara out there with Ty Conti this time and Jericho said listen I wasn't there last week but if I was this would have been my spot Moxley and you know it and maybe if you don't walk away because I had your eye poked out that one time maybe I'll throw a fireball in your face this time Tanahashi tells Jericho to shut up And Jericho's like, nah, get them, boys, as the Jericho Appreciation Society comes out. But not only that, ambushing them from behind is Lance Archer and Desperado from Suzuki-Goon. They attack Moxley and Tanahashi from behind as the numbers game becomes too much. And then Jericho officially announced that Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara are the new members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um... Made a comment about sex. I I tuned that out because I don't need to hear about them having sex. Uh, They then officially announced that it's going to be Minoru Suzuki, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho against Shota Umino, Wheeler Yuta, and Eddie Kingston in a six-man tag match At Forbidden Door, to which Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Wheeler Yuta came out to chase off the JAS. Tanahashi then proceeded to hit a sling blade on Desperado. And I believe it was, uh, I think Magic, Daddy Magic got hit with uh, a a paradigm shift, I believe as well. And then Tanahashi and Moxley, after they took one man out each and out of the ring, they once again stared each other down as they will be fighting for the interim AEW World Championship. So a lot happened in this. Shout out, Desperado. We saw your first little appearance. Good to see you. Um, And that is going to be a really fun and interesting six-man match, Um, especially seeing Shota. It's cool that we get to see him at Forbidden Door.
1: Chris Jericho,
0: legend. (laughs) Minoru Suzuki, legend.
1: Sammy Guevara, God, all on him. <laughs> against Eddie Kingston, the most real wrestler probably in in professional wrestling because everything he comes off the of grill. Shooter Amino, he's uh, the son of Red Shoes Amino. but uh, yes. It's Shota, but uh, Moxley, when he was kind of his young boy, called him Shooter, Shooter Amino. And then, you know, Wheeler Yuta the violent will unite it's like you know what i can just, it's like violence is going to happen in this match and like there's going to be a lot of forearms and back fists and punches there you know it's not going to be a lot of uh it's not going to be a lot of uh, wrist locks that's going to be a fight no. this is going to be a 6 on 6 fight and sammy sammy is in a featured match which makes me happy with two other young guys. And then you got three kind of older guys. So yeah. Uh, g- this is the kind of match. One of the kind of matches I thought you were going to get. At uh, a- 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 at the uh, forbidden door. You got your nice six man trio. You got your trios match here. Not every match can be a singles dream match. But this is going to be a fun match. And this is the kind of match you want on
0: this show absolutely no i'm i'm crazy excited for that type of match and i think everybody in the ring in that match is going to do amazing we then had a all atlantic championship qualifying match now of course last week on dynamite the first qualifying match that took place was the house of blacks buddy matthews versus death triangles pack these two obviously had history but at the end of the day pack was able to hit the perfect black arrow to get the win off of buddy matthews and he is punching his ticket to forbidden door for that all atlantic championship um, however, afterwards, uh, they were uh, they were he celebrated with Death Triangle after that. And then today, uh, or in fact yesterday, in fact, we had the another qualifying match: All Ego Ethan Page against the Redeemer Miro. I love Ethan Page, but listen, Miro's back. He wants gold. He wants to redeem some championship glory. So. As much as he tried to like play healing, get away from Miro, and try to get some sneaky stuff happening, uh, Miro was going to kill Ethan Page, and. Dan Lambert tried to get involved, but Miro was not having that. And eventually he hit that game over submission. Ethan Page tapped out. Miro moves on, and he will be uh, moving closer and closer to that All-Atlantic Championship. This was all right. This was solid. I thought – I think Miro winning is the right move, and I think having him in that title picture definitely helps put legitimacy towards that title because – we all remember how good Miro was as the TNT champion, and if you want to make this championship seem important, you know what? Have Miro go for it because if Miro cares about that title, it probably means a lot. My favorite thing about this match is when Ethan Page
1: took Miro's hands, put them together, and said, "Pray to me." I yes, love
0: pray it. to me. Great, I, great. I, I, I love line. that line. I, I think, Ethan and then Page, Miro's laughing at him.
1: Ethan Page is ultra talented. I thought this was a really good match, but I howled and laughed very, very hard at that.
0: Yeah, no, it was a great moment. He absolutely took that moment and made the most of it. So, yeah, shout out Ethan Page for that because that was great. We had a uh, announcement backstage that Dante Martin would be getting a rematch with John Moxley after he lost his uh, qualifying match for the uh, Forbidden Door a- interim AEW World Championship match, um, and then we had an in-ring match between Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker DMD, where Tony has very made it clear that she wants to be going for that AEW Wo- Women's World Championship. Um, and this was a really good match as well. Tony is one of those people that I am very much uh, hoping can really get a good good uh, push in AEW, which they've been doing a good job of really trying to use her. Um, The Jamie Hayter and uh, Rebel were trying to do stuff outside the ring, distracting uh, Tony Storm. Uh, Thunder Rosa was not having that and chased off Jamie Hayter. Eventually, though, uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, I mean uh, Britt Baker, in fact, was trying to go for the lockjaw. Tony countered it and hit a German suplex and a spiked piledriver to win the match. Tony Storm's biggest win in AEW, and then Thunder Rosa stood up on the ramp and pointed to Tony Storm. And it was officially announced at Forbidden Door we will be having Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. So, Hold Floyd, on, go no, ahead.
1: I accidentally pressed mute and started talking. Oh okay. uh, god. So, um, Tony Storm, I actually thought this was a really good match. I thought like really good, as in very hard hitting, uh, nicely paced. I didn't know where it was going as far as the result. And then she hits the uh he, she hits the German and then goes right into the spike wild driver. I was like, they went with Tony Storm and it was I was very excited about this. Uh I've I've mentioned it on the show before, but Tony Storm's like progress run when I mean she was the progress first women's progress champion. She was champion over the year. Those were some of my favorite women's wrestling matches Ever, I was a huge fan of hers, and I thought, man, you you know WWE can't miss with her. Uh, you know she she's talented, she has that energy, she can cut really good promos, and she had a really good finisher. And I just like, there's really no way they can miss with Tony Storm. We all know what happened there. So now when you see her in AEW, I'm starting to see that Tony that I start pro- saw in progress. And if I want to say this, if you saw her in progress, she can the sky's the limit in AEW because when she was hot in that year, she was putting on banger after banger after banger matches. So I'm really looking forward to what she was going. And I just felt like this match, I saw Tony, I saw Tony Storm come out.
0: Yeah, no, she definitely really found herself in this match specifically with AEW because I know some people were like, "Is she gonna get kind of the Ruby Soho treatment?" Which I don't think Ruby's even necessarily in a position where she's not doing well because she got the ma- the big title match not against everybody's uh, gonna
1: be world champion. I just gotta exactly throw that, throw that out there. Not everybody's no, be, and it's just like just because they don't make you world champion doesn't mean they hate you. You can no. just be a good, really, really good wrestler on the roster that is exactly. a position in wrestling. I know people forget that because like the titles are passed around everywhere like they're crazy, but there are t- there are people that went their whole careers without winning world titles and they had nice long wrestling careers. So don't don't hold to the standard that you have to be a world champion to for your career to mean anything.
0: Yeah, and I and again, I think Ruby is still very much enjoying her time there and she hasn't been like dropped or anything like that so don't try to think like that i feel like um but i do think tony storm getting this type of opportunity is big i think it's a good spotlight for her and i think if there was somebody that they wanted to try to really elevate tony storm i think is a really good shot um so i really enjoyed that um and speaking of women's action too we had stokely hathaway talking about the tbs champion jade cargill issuing an open challenge on rampage willow nightingale comes out and accepts jade's open challenge even though uh, Stokely was like, oh, you want to be a baddie? And she was like, no, no, I don't. Um, but that was still a nice little moment, so we're yeah, going to get that, that on that rampage.
1: He, the fact that he didn't, like, I don't know who you are when they've worked together, like, everywhere
0: together. Yeah, so, literally, like, bro, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, and
1: he's like, I have no idea who you are. He called her the wrong name. Yep. Uh, Stokely Hathaway is so good at this. He's thing, so. so funny and he's great. He's just such effortlessly, effortlessly
0: effortlessly a dick and it's amazing yep it is very amazing we then had the former aw world champion hangman adam page coming out talking about how last week on dynamite he called out his shot and wanted to face kazuchika okada and not just want that match he wanted to challenge him for the iwgp world championship he didn't uh take into consideration though that okada may not be champion by the time forbidden door came into and he's like He's like he's a bit of a, a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a dummy for not realizing that. And of course, over the weekend, Okada lost that championship. But he said the sentiment hasn't changed, and the challenge still stands. Adam Cole comes out. It's like you really are a stupid cowboy. He's like. Forbidden Door isn't about AEW or New Japan. It's about the undisputed elite. It's about the Bullet Club. And the best way to showcase that is Adam Cole against the new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Jay White. And speaking of Okada, Adam Cole goes, he's not even going to be there. And he goes, somebody who is going to be there and wants to come out and say hello is this man. And it's Jay White, the Switchblade, who attacks Hangman from behind with the Blade Runner. And he talks about how really referencing that awesome promo he caught ap- he cut after he won the title, he is the catalyst of professional wrestling. What makes you think you call the shots, Hangman? Because I'm the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. If I'm putting my championship on the line at Forbidden Door, it's not going to be against you who couldn't beat CM Punk to retain your championship. Facts. But he said, Adam Cole, it's not going to be against you either. He says, I hold the prize. I hold the power because... This championship here means the world breathes with the Switchblade, and he's called this now the Switchblade era. So we have no word on exactly what is happening with the IWGP title at Forbidden Door, and we don't know if that title is being defended or what's happening. Switchblade didn't say, but it was great seeing him. Kind of a shame, though, if they are being legitimate 100% that Okada won't be at Forbidden Door. Because, man, would have liked to see that. I would have really, really liked to see seen that. Maybe they go Darby Allin. That would be fucking
1: nuts. That's how I mean, I was trying to think afterward this. This was a great promo. Fucking love, Jay White. Who they could be going against. And I was like, man, maybe they try something different, try someone young, you know, try someone. uh, And I was like, who could it be on the roster? And I was like, you know what? Darby Allen. That could be someone Jay White could underestimate and end up uh, having a fight with, you know. And I don't know if that's who it's going to be. I'm not predicting Darby Allen or anything. I just thought that would be a cool person because Darby doesn't even look like he's worried about uh forbidden door we'll talk about that when we get to it but yeah that just i was just trying to think of somebody kind of that they could bring in and have that match with
0: yeah actually go ahead and say what what darby had his little video package on the it's not in the it's not in their results for some reason but yeah please go ahead and mention about darby allen since he is uh very much leaned towards your favorite singles wrestler in AEW.
1: yeah he is going after red dragon He's going to bust up Kyle because he hurt Sting. And Kyle was actually in his promo talking about how much he enjoyed the sound of uh, Sting's uh, leg breaking. Uh, So, yeah, something's coming of that. And, yeah, I don't know what that's going to be, but I am... Darby and Kyle had a, I'm not a big Kyle O'Reilly singles person, whatever. Uh, And that's neither here nor there, but Darby and Kyle last match had a really good match. And if they are trying to build to something of that happening again, that would be really cool going forward.
0: For sure. But we now close things off with the main event, the AEW world tag team ladder match, which was originally going to be the Hardys involved with Jurassic Express and Matt Hart and the, and the Hardy and the young bucks. Sorry. Um, Hardys got pulled. For obvious reasons and jurassic express was defending in a single in a, in a single tag team match for the in the ladder match against the young bucks um of course young bucks in a ladder match you know how these guys go they're all over the goddamn place using northern light suplexes smashing jungle boy into a ladder using the ladders for all different types of stuff ter- tables everywhere Jericho, uh, Jungle Boy proceeded to throw Matt Jackson into a table with a Hurricane Rana off of the apron. Fucking crazy. Nick Jackson powerbombed Jungle Boy through a different table. Uh, Canadian Destroyer was hit uh, later. And um, there was just so much stuff happening. Nick Jackson got slammed onto a ladder by Luchasaurus, who was all over the place too. And there were so many table spots. But the craziest, of course, was when. Luchasaurus was on top of a ladder. He proceeds to get pushed off of a ladder from the by the Young Bucks through stacked four tables. Goes straight through these double-decker tables onto the floor. Young Bucks hit Jungle Boy with the BTE trigger. Climb the ladder, and two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks hold the tag team title gold yet again as Luchasaurus' lengthy and very prominent tag team title run ends on Road Rager, uh, and the Young Bucks hold the titles yet again. And after the match was over, Christian proceeded to get into the ring to check up on uh, Jungle Boy as he's being helped out of the ring by uh, medical staff. Christian finally turns on on Jungle Boy, beats him up, gets a steel chair, and hits a concerto. And then proceeds to curse out Jungle Boy's mom, who is flipping him off, calling him a fuck, and (laughs) Christian saying, you raised a piece of shit. (laughs) So funny. So great. We all know how good of a heel Christian is. We know how good this man is, and they were teasing it for a while, Christian turning on Jungle Boy, and you want to talk about a great singles feud, that is it, because Christian and Jungle Boy can tear the house down, I'll tell you that much, and I think it really amplifies Christian being in AEW for the first time in a very long time, because I love Christian, and him being in AEW and him working with uh, Jurassic Express has been great, Um, and of course, there's been a lot of people who still say his his debut was the biggest dud of AEW's debuts that they have, which are normally crazy huge. Um, I still popped like crazy when he showed up. Regardless, though, I think him turning heel on on Jungle Boy has really galvanized the fact of people being really excited about what Christian can do in AEW. And since his buddy Edge is out here being a heel, or maybe he might be turning back to a babyface since – uh. Judgment Day is now being run by Finn Balor. Um, who knows what the deal is with that? But regardless, we saw Edge being heel and now Christian's heel. They're just kindred spirits at this point. But I am very excited about a heal Christian Cage. I'm also excited that the Young Bucks are tag team champions because let's be fair here. When the Young Bucks are tag team champions, they have banger tag team championship defenses. Really fucking good stuff. So I'm very excited about it. And it was inevitable that they were gonna be two time tag team champions. They fucking helped made the company. So and I'm all for it because I love the young bucks. I think they're amazing. So yeah. Great closer for Dynamite Road Rager.
1: Yes. Um I mean, what can you say? Uh I would if someone was talking about how great this match is and I'm like, this is just a Wednesday for the Bucks. I mean it really is. I mean, they're always this great. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, it's so good that their level is so high that like, like this match was phenomenal, but it probably wouldn't be in their top 20 matches of all time. Not even, you know, it was great. Probably second, of course, to me, second best match on the show. Wouldn't even scratch the surface of their best tag team matches. That's how good they are. They are all time great. I mean, of course, I think FTR is the greatest tag team ever, but I'm not saying I'm not entertained by the Young Bucks like every time they're yeah. in the ring. I mean, them as the champions of AEW, you know, rather it be FTR, who's been number one contender for like since I was still in them since I was still 40, uh, they've been number one contender forever, but. These boys, I mean, did you see that match tonight? That's the type of match that you you put somebody that doesn't watch wrestling in front of. They're going to be entertained, you know, or they're just dead inside. You know what I mean? It's just everything is happening. I mean, they're going from super kick to backflip to through the table to, oh, BTE trigger. And it's just like. Okay, and like I'm, I've seen it and I can't necessarily describe it. You need Excalibur because he's the only person that can keep up with how much they're doing and how much it matters...
0: And how also, shout out to Excalibur Two for doing a really good job of just explaining a lot of uh, New Japan lore and who these guys are, because if there's one thing I would say, I would definitely love it if there was a little bit more video packages to like shine a light on the New Japan guys that have been showing up and like give a little bit of like information on people who may not be familiar with some New Japan stuff. Um, I would like some more video packages. I would say that. I think the one they had with Tanahashi and Moxley was great. I need more of that for New Japan guys, but Literally, fucking, he's doing, like, verbal gymnastics Excalibur is doing to be able to explain all the stuff from New Japan and all this history, and he does it effortlessly.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was like, and then this match keeps up with everything they do, uh, you know, and it was clearly, this match told a story. Jurassic, mm. Jurassic Express is not as good as the Hardy Boys in a ladder match. That was the story of this match. Now, uh, I mean, not Hardy Boys. Uh, Young Bucks. Come on, boy. Uh, they're not as good as the Young Bucks in a ladder match. The Young Bucks have way too much experience. This is their match. They were a step ahead of them everywhere. Even when they got close, they weren't even that close. And then they just put uh, Luchasaurus through a uh, a double table, and it was just basically two-on-one, and then they won it. I've never I've never seen as a definitive of a ladder match win as this one. It was just like, okay, we knocked you out, and then we just went and got up there. And then, uh, yeah. shout out to Christian. I mean, creepy little bastard. Uh, the peeps. All the different things he's been over the years. Uh, everyone knew this was coming, and he still shocked the world. And it was amazing. Uh All time, as far as how good they are, I think it it gets lost on people how good uh, Christian and Edge are. And this was another, you know, them just being great.
0: Yeah, no. Crazy, crazy, crazy good match. Shout out to the Young Bucks. Shout out to Christian. Shout out to all of them on a great closer. Um, Road Rager was a really, really good show. Really good show. Tons of great stuff on this show. Um, and it's continuing to get me hyped, not only just for Forbidden Door, but Blood and Guts in Detroit. So freaking excited for that. It's going to be amazing. Um, we'll do a quick little preview, real quick, of what we have for Rampage taking place on Friday. Uh, so, the stuff that was announced for Rampage is that we're going to be getting uh, Rampage Road Rager, where we're having Max Caster and the Ass Boys facing off against in It. With uh, Bear Country and um, oh shit, I'm blanking on the name. Leon blanking Ruff. on the name, Leon Ruff. Yeah, that's why it's called Ruffing it, Austin. You dumbass. Yeah, um, of weird. course, yeah. Willow, Willow Nightingale has made the challenge for TBS champion Shade Car Kills title, so we'll be getting that match on Road Rage Rampage, and then we're getting a singles match between Darby Allen and Bobby Fish. After he had the singles match with Kyle O'Reilly, he's going after the other half of Red Dragon in Bobby Fish. And then also, we're getting another rematch of Dante Martin and John Moxley, uh, who have fought before, and they are going to put on a banger of a match. I am very much sure of it.
1: Yeah, uh, the Willow and Jade match. I'm really excited about uh, Willow's uh, very talented. I keep feeling like she's going to get signed to AEW anytime now, and so I'm hoping this might lead to it because they seem to be they've used her quite a bit this year. and and so i'm hoping she gets the whole willow nightingale is all elite pretty soon uh but yeah uh see more of the energy between jay uh jayden stokely and see if athena makes an appearance
0: yeah i i would love to see an appearance of athena i think that would be um i think that would be a huge moment too but that is the aew dynamite dynamite and rampage preview and review um, before we go, though, I know Floyd's got a little bit of extra news and headlines that he wants to get us into. So, Floyd, go ahead and go ahead and let us know about that.
1: Uh, TK, it's been some talking. He's been on online. Uh, he says he hopes the Forbidden Door is a yearly event. He also says he has loved working with New Japan, especially Gato, as they put these matches together and it's went through flawlessly because we have heard a few rumors that they might not be working too well together, but it seems like that's not true. All Out is expected to be in Chicago at um, what is it called now? Because I keep still call it the Sears, but whatever the arena is,
0: the in, now uh, arena,
1: the now arena. It, it, see, it makes so much sense, but still, I want to call it the Sears Center Arena because that's my place. But uh, no, uh, it'll be in, looks like it's going to be in Chicago again uh Tony said they were looking at other locations but he never promised a different location. I mean, Chicago, it's a, I was just talking to a friend in a wrestling group and I just like it's like you can put what you want on an autom- all out cuz it's going to sell out. It's automatic sell out. You know what I mean? And it's just like there's no pressure to, you know, like you know, oh, we need to put on this match to sell tickets because it's chicago chicago sells out that's AEW country it's gonna sell out you know that kind of thing so uh i'm looking forward to whatever all out is that gonna be and i'm guessing austin's gonna be there austin
0: i uh, will we will see i will i will try my best but um i've i've made it to two all outs now a uh, third could be possible but we will we will see if it's in the cards for me yeah
1: uh shockingly can say i've been to all of them so this will be you know hopefully continue that streak um yeah uh but seriously uh that was all he had i thought he might have said something else about oregon but i believe that's the only notes i have so yeah that was tk
0: yeah. And I guess um, if you want to comment on it a little bit, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but I mean, there's been rumors flying around about, um, and this will be our non AEW section for a sloth section if you want to talk about it.
1: Yes. Uh, I really did want to talk about this. Good old Sasha Banks. There's a rumor from Raj Yuri that Sasha Banks, Mercedes Renato, has been released from the WWE. Uh, I will tell you if you listen to this. Take it with a grain of salt. We yes. don't know if it is true. Uh, you know, Raj does seem to have good. Uh, he, Raj seems to have good uh, context inside the WWE. somehow. I know,
0: Sean Ross. Yeah, I know Sean Rossap has said that like he tends to have good sources. So he has He didn't know for sure about the situation, but he says Raj normally has good situations.
1: Yeah. So can't uh yeah can't uh can't confirm or deny but that's a game changer uh i've i've many times said that when the, when people talk about the women's division or being a, in AEW being behind the men's uh there's a lot of talented women in the women's division amazing talented women in the women's division but as far as name and notoriety there was no chris jericho there was no moxley there was no Cody. There was no Young Bucks. There was no. Uh, there was no Kenny Omega, right? Sasha Banks is that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She is that. Yeah, she is a game changer. Five point three million followers on Instagram. Two point three million followers on Twitter. She's a game changer. She is a needle. Oh maker. yeah. She's a channel changer. She is a loyalty changer. She has one of the most hardcore fan bases. In wrestling, you do not mess with the boss's fans because uh, they will come at you hard. Duh. They love that woman, they worship her like so, like the uh, people worship the Beyonce
0: in the Beehive. So, the- who is returning with a new album? I will say, actually, she just announced that on social media. So, Sasha Banks is on that level, that game
1: changer, that division maker, that yeah. She's going to make sure everybody on the roster steps up their games at least five notches if that happens. But, again, it's all conjecture. She she is on the Mandalorian, so she very much could just, you know, go to Hollywood if she wanted
0: to. Absolutely.
1: But whatever she decides to do, she's going to be great at it because she's driven and she is talented. So, but, yes, uh... Once
0: again, still not confirmed officially, but the rumors have been flying around.
1: Grain of salt, I keep saying grain of salt, but if uh, yeah, TK.
0: If 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 this show comes out and it has been officially confirmed by the time this episode goes live, then there you go. But as of the time that we are recording this right now, which is late at night on Thursday, leading into Thursday morning, June sixteenth. As of the time that we were recording this, it is still only a rumor. But if if things change by the time this episode comes out, then you already know what the situation is. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, TK, uh, as a person, that it's not their money, and I'm not super rich. A backup to Vern's truck, you know, just... Put it right in front of her. MJF, right. if
0: you thought you were worried about getting money, uh, if she shows up, brother, you're not getting as much money as Sasha Banks. That's uh, yeah. not what, like, let's be let's be fair here right now. Which is just crazy to think, too, that, like, it's been a couple weeks since that whole thing happened with MJF walking out, pot, and then possibly getting on the plane. So much shit has happened that that seems like, like years ago. Yeah. I'm talking about black duffel
1: bag on the porch. Get this done, TK. You know what I mean? Yeah get this briefcase done. boom boom just drop it let's go uh 91 days put the title on her I'm talking about first night <laughs> I want her on I, I, I want her in the world title match the first night that's how big of a get that would be you know that's just, a, huge. just and like I'm like I like I said she might not leave but I'm talking this is completely hypothetical it would be the biggest
0: probably women's free agent in wrestling history Oh, absolutely. But with that rumor report out of the way, um, I think that will close it of this episode of All Things Elite. Guys, thank you so much for being patient with us and sticking with us since – we weren't on last week. Thank you guys for so much for being with us. We really do appreciate it. Continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platforms, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Leave a rating and a review. And if you're so inclined, you can leave a donation through our podcast provider, Red Circle. On Twitter, we are at ATElitePod, at, at SocialSuplex. Make this show possible. So please go ahead and check out all the other podcasts that they have on their network. You won't be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz. Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter and after his unbelievable birthday weekend and after spending time watching his favorite tag team in the world and sharing a drink with his favorite tag team in the world and having a great conversation for over an hour with one of his favorite tag teams in the world, if not his favorite tag team in the world, I will pass it off to Floyd so he can take us home for this episode of All Things Elite.
1: This, uh, this, um end of the show is dedicated to one person, Jackie Rodriguez at at the love you make 24 on Twitter, uh, co-host of Elite POV follow her, worship her, listen to her show give her all your money okay, that's that's what this is about, I will fight you for Jackie, period and I'm not a violent person, I actually hate fighting, but I would fight you for her, and with that, I will leave you with how I always leave you. Whether it's home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite.